Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Rethink Everything, where we will rock your world and rock your mind. We're your hosts, Jillian Willie and Dr. Matt Singer. And today we're going to be talking about relationships and um, one of the most uncomfortable parts of a relationship, um, the breakup part. So, Matt, what, what are your, your thoughts here? You know, it, it, so here's my thoughts. Um, there's there's different ways of a breakup. You know, there's the breakup where um, the guy says to the girl, you're dumped. You know, take a hike, beat it, you know, or there's the breakup where the girl catches the guy cheating on, on her or the, or the guy catches the girl cheating. Um, or there's the breakup where... Um, I mean, even worse, where the guy is just blatantly doesn't care about the woman or the woman is uh, only out for his money or so many different situations. So, you know, when when it comes to a breakup, what, what I feel like people get wrong so often is that they're so focused on the fact that they got dumped, you know, and, and they're not actually concerned about the person. They're more concerned about their reputation or their ego that they got dumped, right? As opposed to, okay, well, why, why did I stay in this relationship longer than I should have? I've, I've asked every single person that ever told me that they got divorced or just broke up. And I said, at what point did you know that the relationship was over? And they say, oh, a year and a half ago, two years. I'm like, well, why'd you stay? Why did you stay in that relationship? And they all say the same thing. Well, I felt guilty or I, I it was just comfortable. Or I didn't want to be alone, but I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't think I could find anyone else. I didn't feel like going out looking for somebody else, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all the ego. It's all of the, you know, what, what other people think we should do, worrying about the perception, perceptions or worrying about, you know, the, the ego like keeps us where we are with, like you said, being just, I'm so comfortable or what if I don't get into another relationship or what if, you know, this means that people don't love me or whatever crazy stories the ego tells us. And we see this in all areas of life, but this is one of the most powerful, a huge paradigm that so many people have is that we have in, in order to be loved or to be lovable, we have to get that love from someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think a lot of people stay in one of the reasons anyway, that people stay in relationships. They don't think they're going to be loved or lovable and they search for someone else to love them when really the love that we have for ourselves is the only love that truly matters at the end of the day. That's where it all stems from. Absolutely. It has to come from us. And, you know, um, when I, I, I consult with a lot of people, as we both consult with, with a lot of people in our, in our coaching uh, company, and, you know, it's so interesting when, 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 I, when, I'm, when I ask them, okay, what point did you know the relationship was over? And they said a year and a half ago. I said, okay, well, at what point had you known that you were the love, that you were the most important? At what point would you have left? They said oh, a year and a half ago. 
So then I said to them, well, what, at what point did, did you ever st start not feeling like the love? And they said, well, it goes back to my childhood. You know, my, my father and my mother, they weren't there for me. To love. So it, it's so interesting because we'll allow certain things or we will subconsciously know the answer. But you know what? Our parents have nothing to do with it. Our friends have nothing to do with it. Nobody has anything to do with it except us. So if we know that there's a problem, but we're willing to put up with it, you know, the, the area of empowerment is where we know, you know what, I can change this. I don't have to put up with my old level of thinking. So when, when it comes to being a love, you know, they, they say to me, well, how do I know I'm the love? I say, well, the first thing is look in the mirror. And what is the first thing you see? And they say, well, I see my hair is out of place or I see my, I don't like my outfit. I said, no, 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 look in the mirror. I said, get really close. I mean, real, like I'm, I said, I'm get real, real, real close, like two inches away from the mirror and just stare directly into your eyes. And then you're going to find yourself. You're going to find your soul. And I know when I've done that before and I look deep inside of me, you just welt up in tears because you actually find who you are, which is pure love, you know, and once someone does that, it's an amazing feeling. And that's how they know what love really is. Have you ever, have you ever done that exercise? You know, I haven't done that quite that way, which I'm going to, when we hop off, I'm going to go do that. But uh, so Bring some yeah, tissues. I haven't done huh. that, um, but I love it. Um, I've had moments where I used to do this a lot when I was a kid, where I would just stop and say like, who am I? Like, really, who am I? And the longer I would sit there and just ask myself over and over, and then I would have this like almost out of body experience where it was like, I didn't feel like me anymore. And it like, it freaked me out when I was little, cause I didn't understand it. But now I understand that was the soul part of me. And that was the love part of me, like, you know, disconnecting from all the other stuff, all the programs and the, the physical body and like, yeah. you know, making that kind of connection. Yeah. So, you know, that's such a good point. Cause you said, who am I? So now if someone's in a relationship and they don't know who they are, most of the time they're expecting their spouse or their boyfriend or girlfriend to know them better than they know themselves. So I expect my girlfriend or my boyfriend to make me feel happy or love. But if someone doesn't know who they are, now they're searching for love on an outside source. I don't own the love, so I need my boyfriend or girlfriend to make me feel happy. Well, if they can't make themselves feel happy, how are they supposed to make you feel happy? Right. Yeah. That's exactly. a great. Yeah. Exactly. I think a lot of people to kind of identify part of their identity is I'm this I'm so and so's boyfriend or so and so's wife, and then you know we take that on. So then it's like, well, without that title, who am I? Or right, it's you know I'm mm -hmm. the person that cooks dinner. I'm the person that keeps the house clean. I'm the person that does all the errands. I'm the person that keeps the family together. I'm, I keep the household running, you know, all of these different stories that we tell ourselves, or, you know, we hear from other places that you need to do this, you need to do that, whatever. And then it's like, if we don't have that anymore, then we actually have to take a look and say, well, who actually am I? And you have to then exactly. you're faced with, you can't hide anymore when you take that risk and let go of the toxicity that has been in your life. Yeah, exactly. Talking about toxicity, I've asked a lot of people, I say, so when you guys first met, let's say they're dating or they're married, I say, when, when you guys first met, what, 
what drove you to this person? They said, and here's some messed up things I've heard. Um, well, I didn't think I was pretty or I didn't think I was good looking enough. So this person I was dating made me feel better about myself because they were so good looking or um, they knew all the people I wanted to know, or they were in this kind of uh, group or, or they hung out with these people and I wanted to hang out with them. So they started dating them for that. Or the money, you know, money's a big one. Money's a huge one, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they live in this house and they drive this car or they promised me they would buy me all this stuff. Or um, since we started dating every week, he, he buys me another bracelet or another necklace or this or that, or we go on a shopping spree every week. I mean, that's just bullshit. I mean, you're not, that's not a relationship. You know, that's, that's the person feeling so horrible about themselves that they need their spouse or their boyfriend or girlfriend to buy them stuff so that they feel better about themselves. That's like buying a relationship. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. I had um, a client the other day that was, I was talking to her about a past relationship she had. I was like, why did you stay in the relationship for as long as you did? And it was, well, our names are both on the house. So I didn't want to deal with that. And, you know, he was, he was there to, to help me with all of the household chores and he was there to give me some extra money when I needed it. And, but really at the end of the day, there was nothing there and they ended up breaking up and, you know, now they've dealt with all of that and everything's fine, moved on, found new partners, happy as can be, but it's like, we just, we hang on, you know, and then when we continue to, when we continue to live in the past, we just continue those stories over and over again. Exactly. You're exactly right. Because when we're living in the past, now what we're doing is we're focusing on all the things that my boyfriend or girlfriend did to me that let me down or hurt me. You know, they keep focusing on, well, why are you so mad at your boyfriend or girlfriend? Did they cheat on you? No. Um, would they do well, you know, when I, when I'm watching TV, um, they, um, are on their phone and they're, they're, uh, on Facebook all the time. Well, do you guys talk? Do you communicate? No, but he should know what I'm thinking or she should know what I'm thinking. Well, if you don't even know what you want, how are they supposed to know what you want? (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. And I, I actually was that was explained me for a little while. I didn't even know what I wanted. Um, but yeah, we have to get really clear and it all starts with that internal, you know, you, you have to be clear for yourself in order to be able to be clear for other people. Um, you know, and everything on the inside is a reflection it's, I'm sorry, everything that happens and we feel on the inside is reflected in our outer world. So if you're feeling a type of way, you know, it's going to reflect out into your external world too. It's so true. And then that means that the reflection of uh, the person that we're dating, it means that the reflection of who we're currently with is really just a reflection of our inner self. So whoever the person is that, And when someone comes to us and they say, you know, I'm so upset, I'm in this horrible relationship. And I say, okay, well, tell me all about it. Tell me what this person's all about. And the way they describe this person, they are literally describing themselves. Because everything, like you said, everything is a reflection. So if they're dating someone 
And this person's constantly letting them down because they're feeling abandoned or alone or unloved. Once we get, we get them to find it in themselves, everything changes. To create, right? It's, it's such a reflection. Yeah, it's, it's so powerful and the changes are so fast. Um, yeah, we get like caught up in the emotions of our everyday life of what's going on. And then we analyze those emotions within our life. And, and that's all a record of the past. And then we're going to just keep getting the same answer over and over. And our emotional state is going to give us the answer that we're looking for, which is the way that we feel on the inside. It's like this vicious cycle and we get addicted to those emotions even though we don't realize it, but um, we get addicted to those emotions and then it just continues and we're fueled by that addiction. And then it just, it doesn't stop until we make a change, whether it's the thoughts that we're thinking that change, the way that we're feeling or something we actually physically do to make that change, to break the cycle, to, to bring on that new state of being. It's so true. I, I've seen people stay in a horrible relationship. I've seen situations where both the man and the woman are knowingly cheating on each other. They are knowingly living separate lives, yet they still live together and will not break up. Because like you're saying, they are addicted. They're addicted to the stress. They're addicted to feeling overwhelmed or they're addicted to feeling um, the uh, unrest, uh, um, chaos. It's amazing what the brain will do to keep that going. You know, they, they start releasing all this cortisol and they're not going to let go of that relationship until something drastic happens. Like the person says, get out. I just got married. You know, you're like, but wait a minute, we're dating. How could you just marry somebody else? You know, because the clues have been there for 10 years. Um, so uh, here, here's an interesting uh, twist. So I had a, a couple um, that I was, I was dealing with in my practice and woman says she, she comes in and she was dealing with cancer, right? And the husband comes in with her and I start asking questions and the woman signals to the husband to step out. So she says to me, you know, she looks at me and, and I said, before you say anything else, I know exactly what you're going to say. And she's like, I know. I said, you're here because you know he's the source of your cancer. She said, absolutely. She lived her whole entire life stressed out. He did nothing but cheat on her and was horrible to her, gave everybody attention except her. And then when she got sick, he felt guilty and stopped everything and started focusing on her. So you know what she said? She said, I will not leave. I, I will not. Um, I don't want to get better because if I get better, then he'll go right back to doing what he was doing. How messed up is that? Yeah. That is, so, yeah. so where's the point? Where's the point where someone's ready to say, I'm willing to take my life back instead of holding on to this disease in hopes that my husband loves me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it, it all comes back. It's all, it all comes back to the ego. The ego has their hold on us because if, you know, all the signs were there, she knew what was happening. She knew her husband was bad to her. She knew how it made her feel, but that ego 
was keeping her in that relationship for whatever the reason was, whether it was comfort or X, Y, and Z, she didn't make the leap. The, the ego kept her stuck there. And yeah. when we can finally let go of that and say, no, I'm going to finally start living for me. I'm going to live for the light in me. Then you break free of that. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable as hell. If it wasn't uncomfortable, everyone would just be out about living the dream life right this minute. You've got to mm -hmm. have the contrast to figure it out. But that at the end of the day is what keeps us stuck because that feeling inside of you, I mean, we have feelings for a reason. They're a guidance yeah. system to tell us, to, to help us find our path, to tell us what we like, what we don't like. So when we're ignoring it, you know, and listening to the ego, it's going to perpetuate until we finally, if we decide to finally just take the leap and, and listen to ourselves, you know, nothing's going to exactly. change. It's like you're saying, th those feelings are so strong and so addictive that somebody is willing to stay in a horrible relationship, an abusive relationship, just so they can have some shred of feeling somewhat decent. Incredible, right? Yeah, it is. And people don't really realize, like people think addiction is, you know, just to shopping or gambling or drugs or alcohol or whatever, but we are very much addicted to our emotions and how we feel. Yeah. And especially those negative emotions, they have such a powerful hold on us. And yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's crazy when you really truly think about how stuck some, some of us are. It really is. You know, um, when, when I've asked people who are in these horrible relationships, I said, if you knew before you got married that it wasn't right, I said to them, why'd you go through with it? You should see the answers. I mean, I'm, I felt guilty. I felt obligated. I was with them for so long. I thought I owed it to them. I was hoping that I could change them. Uh, other ones are, it was an experiment. Um, you know, it's instead of just being true to yourself and saying, you know what, when I'm true to myself and I know who I am, I'm going to attract the right person. I, that's where the faith and trust comes in. You know, that's where it all works out. But when, when we don't trust it, you know, we're, we're never going to have what we want always going to be searching for that next thing because we're not feeling good and we just want to feel good. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, if we're stuck in that, that cycle, then we're going to keep attracting. Even if we do get out of the one relationship, we're going to continue to attract people who are, you know, going to do the same exact things to you as whatever the reason you left that first relationship, it's going to come back in the next relationship in some way or another, because you're still thinking those same thoughts, you still have those same beliefs about yourself or about what relationships are like for you, uh, or whatever, whatever the thought is, it's just going to perpetuate until we can move into a high vibration and start feeling that love and changing our story, because we have complete control over our story, which are just the beliefs that we have. And then we can move, move on and we can attract the truly the dream soulmate. I mean, they're out there. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of bringing them to you because if you're trying to attract someone who's going to treat you like gold, but you're feeling like shit, 
you're not going mm-hmm. to be able to track the gold. It's just not physically possible until you up-level yourself to the point of feeling like gold yourself. Exactly right. That's exactly right. So, you know, this is awesome. So I, I think I think to wrap it up, I think um, I would challenge anybody who thinks that their marriage is over or the relationship is over um, to reach out to us because I would I will bet you that if you think your marriage is over, your relationship is over, I will, we will go out on a limb. Me and Jillian will make you a bet that we could either save your marriage or literally put you on the right track to eternal happiness. So we challenge anybody to put us to that challenge. So, so far to date, I think we have like close to a hundred saved marriages. So we, we put it to that challenge. And um, if, if we can't save your marriage, then we'll personally take you out to dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes. totally up for that challenge. All right. We will thank you, everyone. We are so grateful for our listeners. Reach out to us. We will take Matt up on his challenge, and we will see you next time. Have a good one.